Good morning and welcome to Rants and Reflections. This is your host, Nika V, and we are coming to you live from the Bougie Hideout. And I'm saying we, but it's just me, y'all. So um, hopefully I will get things together so that I can finally bring to you that interview this weekend. It is still a learning process for me. Um, I'm using GarageBand. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever used that, so I'm still learning how to do that. I have not mastered um, how I will interview someone, especially those people who are not here in the city with me, um, but we're, we're working on it. We're getting there. Um, this episode has been a couple of days in the making, and um, it's funny because it was going to be about this, and then this happened, so now it's about this and this, and then that happened. Um, so the subject matter has kind of changed, um, and this is probably my eighth recording because I just want to get it right. So first thing I want to talk about today is Brittany Griner. Um, I am not um, a specialist on military, politics, Russia, um, or trade negotiations. Okay, I know that some of you are, um, you know, in your mean, t- you know, in your downtime, you know, you, um, I think you think you work for Fox News. Not really sure, but yeah. Um. So. For the people who, for you know, because for some people, as simple as it was a Marine and a basketball player, I I get how on the surface that is a, a big issue. I do. However, when you just dig just slightly deeper, slight slightly deeper, um, it just comes down to deductive reasoning. You're Russia. I got to give them someone to get what I want. Am I going to give the spy, the person who I say is a spy? I didn't say the man was a spy. Russia said it. excuse me, or am I going to give the basketball player that if we're being honest with ourselves, we know good and well, that player should not be here anyway. And so the simple answer is let's give them Brittany. Okay. Let's give them Brittany because truthfully speaking, it was a THC pen. And I think a couple of uh, little, maybe some capsules of oil. I've seen the picture. I don't remember, but it was nothing that would warrant her being given a nine year sentence. Um, in fact, here in the United States, we are actually overturning lots of marijuana convictions here. So again, I don't think that, um, it's a far cry that that was the person they gave up a spy or a basketball player. When you were Russia embroiled in a war with Ukraine, a senseless war with Ukraine, think about it. Who would you say okay to, um, and I'm not sure if his name is Whelan or Waylon, um, but I do know that his family has come out in support of Britney's release. So that alone tells me what I need to know. And if they are are optimistic that one day he will be released, then we need to be too. But of course, you you know you um, political strategists go back to um, whatever your uh, crusade is this week, um, because I'm pretty sure you need to start talking about. Uh, your scientific um, notations and thoughts on the flu and COVID and all that probably next week, whenever something else happens. So, um, you know, you go ahead and do that. I don't really care to hear anybody's opinion on it other than I just want to say, welcome home, Brittany. It's about damn time. Um, And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, And then there's um, Herschel Walker. Uh, Congratulations and Thank you so, so very much 
to the state of Georgia. They told Herschel, you don't have to go home, but you got to get the heck out of here. Um, so big ups to you guys. It was narrow. It was close, but you did it. Um, and I also want to shout out uh, his son. Because it has to be hard to lose your hero. And I say that because when Herschel first announced that he was running, his son was literally his biggest supporter. He was his biggest fan. And then when all of his father's dirty deeds came to light, um, poor kid was heartbroken. And I feel for him because I could not imagine finding out that my father was a lying, cheating, piece of shit adulterer. Um, but he might have known because um, in his concession speech for his father, he mentioned his dad putting his hands on his mom. So it's safe to say he probably knew some of the stuff. Um, but yeah, and Republican Party. Um, the next time you decide for me um, or anyone, the next time you tell us as black people, because y'all love doing that. Um, hey, this is this is this is what you should be like um, if you're black. You should be because I know some I know some pretty I know some decent. I know some good black Republicans um, that you should probably go find. Um, and they are people who, you know, we should um, aspire to be. <clears throat> but Herschel ain't it, honey. Um, so next time you go get somebody and tout them in front of us and tell us that he is an example of the American dream. How about you just don't? Don't do it. Um, nice try, but no cigar. OK. All right. Um, there was a funny meme, though, and it said, don't worry about where Dion is going. Uh, let's not let Herschel go to Washington, D.C. or something along those lines. And while I do support, let's not let Herschel or Hersha, as I've heard people say, um, go to Washington, D.C. I don't support the thought process that we should not worry about Dion. Um, I know, I know, I know. I've seen all the posts. Some people would leave their job for two dollars. There's a difference between a job and a career. That's first and foremost. So if you are in a position where what you do for a living is only a job to you, 100%. Somebody offers you two more dollars an hour, go. However, it's not us to understand the, um, the impact him leaving is going to have. I don't know how many people have ever um, been involved in the college recruiting process, but it's not simple phone calls. Hey, we like your kid. You should let him come play for us. It doesn't really go like that. It's more like, hey, can you come here or can we come there? And there's a sit down conversation um, sometimes in the living room of a family, sometimes over dinner, but all the time with coaches making promises to families of what can be done for their children. Okay, so when you think about that, when you think about 
the kid that Nick Saban was crying about that decided not to go to Alabama, but to go to Jackson State instead. When you think about the name recognition he loses out on by going to an HBCU as opposed to a PWI, okay? When you think about those things, when you think about the fact that they were asked not to fall for the glitz and glamour, doesn't even a little part of you even a little part of you say, eh, nah, Dion, you might have should have stayed. And again, if he didn't want to be there, ain't no point in staying. I've said it once, I'll say it again. However, it's for me not a good look because I saw a post and the last line of that post probably struck me the hardest and it said that black children are used to being left. And that is a harsh reality And for a lot of those boys, Deion Sanders is now on the list of people who have left them behind. And there's going to be fallout from that emotionally. Um, And I hope that all involved can recover from it. Um, But I also feel like we cannot continue to simply always say it's about the money. Um, And please stop showing that video of him doing that dumb dance. I forgot all about that crap. Um, Because it's not always about the money. And if you truly and and honestly believe it's always about the money, uh, just ask Prince Harry. And I bring him up because I recently watched his, you know, three episodes of his documentary with his wife, Meghan Markle. And, you know, Prince Harry, and I say Prince Harry and not Meghan in this sense, because he was born into the life, so he walked away from total security to create a new life that he felt like was best for him and his own immediate family. Now, I don't really know how I completely feel about it. And to be honest... Uh, my personal opinion is that for Harry, this is more about what his mother endured than it's about anything else. And I will say, I don't know Harry, so I don't know. For Megan, I think she keeps playing the race card because that's what's getting her traction. Now, I can be 100% honest and transparent and say that I do remember um, the posts whenever it was found out that they were getting married um, or that they were dating. Um, I forgot all about the Straight out of Compton post until I watched the documentary. Um, but shortly, before, right after, shortly after uh, some outlet shared an interview with her where she you know, made the comment, you know, as a child, she always wondered why um, she had to choose. And it sparked a debate within my own family because there are biracial children within my family. And what many of us who are, you know, black, black mama, black daddy, um, was trying to convey was not that your child cannot say that they're biracial. That wasn't it. 
what we were trying to convey and what I think people get now, and maybe some people still don't, is that in the world that we live in, and Megan found out the hard way, even in England, you will always be viewed as a little black girl. That does not say that you have to, you know, you know, you can only listen to, you know, rap music and R&B and, you know, you got to wear your hair a certain way. You got to talk a certain way. That's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is that as parents, it is our responsibility for us to prepare our children for their future. And when you are the parent of biracial children, you have to prepare them for the bad people. There's no reason on earth why Meghan Markle, a, a, a actress and divorced woman, should have realized that she was black um, <clears throat> when she was dating Harry. And please don't say she knew she was black. That's not the point I'm making. Because in her own words, while she had seen or experienced a time when her mother was called the N-word... She herself had never been treated, quote unquote, as a black woman. Now, that's Megan's words, Megan's words, not mine. Um, so she had, you know, here in America, she was able to pass. And I know what she's talking about because there were I can remember the utter shock of, on some people's faces that I personally know when they found out that she was black. What? Yes. She is. <coughs> And um, so I think her experiences in the UK would have her experience in this situation with Harry, with the with the British press. All of it would have been much different had she been prepared for it. But she was not. Um, And her mother also a quote from her mother was that looking back, she wished she would have had that conversation with her. Um, because I do think that uh, some of my nieces would have probably been like, child, go ahead on. OK, I'm black. Now what? Um, because they they already know what to expect from certain people. Um, but the thing that astonished me more than anything, not really, not really. Let me stop lying. Um, was that in all of her and all of her time on this earth, other than Serena Williams, she doesn't have a black friend. Um, and maybe they only showed three episodes, so there are still three more episodes to go, I believe. So maybe there's going to be a black friend that's going to, you know, show up later on. She does have friends of color, but there are no black friends, um, which is utterly weird to me because I know lots of mixed girls with black friends um (laughs) even though and and here's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand no I don't consider myself to be light-skinned by any stretch of the imagination but you sit down and have a conversation with a light-skinned black girl with a with a with a black mom and a black daddy and they'll tell you there have been times in their life when they weren't black enough and of course they're not white enough so her plight of being biracial is not a singular to biracial children. It's true of black children of lighter skin as well. Um, but I feel like in some sense, um, you know, we kind of flock, you know, to one another. Like I said, you know, 
there were times in high school, I didn't go to middle school because of where I grew up, we didn't have one. Um, but there were times when I was the only, you know, high school and elementary school, I was the only black person in my classroom. Um, talk about and when the subject of slavery came up, it was the worst. However, when I moved to Florida um, and there were more black people, um, the black girls, you know, there were some who did not like me because I had a country accent um, and who said I thought I was snotty or I thought I was who called me snotty. I didn't, I didn't think I was snotty. They called me snotty. Um, but there were also black girls who absolutely 100% embraced me. Um, they liked my accent. Um, they liked me. Um, and so I just, I don't know. I just find it weird that in all her years of life, she doesn't have a black friend. So it's weird that a person who by her own standards had never been treated as black, um, you know, wants to consist, you know, constantly play the race card. The media is racist. We already know this. Um, you, you look at headlines of two prisoners, um, or two men's with records, a white guy and a black guy. And we're going to immediately know that the white guy has a, you know, that the white guy has a family and wife and kids and the black guy is a father too. But if he's a, has a record, that's going to be out there. I mean, he could have been arrested at 18 with two joints in his pocket. And whenever the media posts that um, this happened to him, we are going to know that he had a prior drug conviction. So, you know, she lived in America. Um, so it's weird that she's so, you know, she's so shocked by the, the press. And I've always wondered, are, you know, like, were you really shocked or were you shocked that it was happening to you? And after watching today's, you know, the documentary this morning, that's the conclusion I come up with. She's shocked that it happened to her, which for me is an even bigger problem. But I don't have enough time to talk about that today. Um, Harry broke my heart when talking about Princess Diana and the loss of his mother and having to deal with that with no guidance. And Harry, let me tell you something. Um, you don't have to um, forgive your father or his side piece for them, but you need to forgive them for you. And um, yes, I know Camilla is now queen, but she will forever be a side piece to me. Uh, and if you don't like that, I said that, oh, well, I don't really care. Um, but, you know, in, in truth and in all truth and honesty, Charles nor uh, Camilla had any idea of how to guide him through as, you know, the loss of his mother. Camilla, for one, I'm sure was not welcome. And two, Charles, a person who's never been through something can't tell you how to get through something. Um, it's, it's really that simple. Charles probably now, um, since the loss of Queen Elizabeth in September, really probably now realizes the, the the depth of the hurt that his children experienced with the loss of their mother. Um, so he can probably only now um, experience and not experience, but, but be able to grasp what they went through. Um, but Harry, um, Harry, I think, 
is over the establishment, as he has called them multiple times. Um, he's over the, this is the way it's always been. And when you think back to what happened with Princess Di, I get it. I get it. Um, and I'm not saying that Megan has not been hurt, but I find it weird that the people who wanted privacy can't sit down and shut the hell up. Um, you know, and I, I hope in the last three episodes they tell us who the racist culprit was because I want to know who, you know, I want to know who it was, but I hope they have more to it than just what color the baby was going to be. Um, because if that is it, then we are all by some standard racist because I know that black people want to know what color the baby's going to be. A um, matter of fact, I can, I have been taught and can tell you where to look so that you can get a clue of the baby's, uh, you know, skin tone. And if you are a person of color, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but when a light skinned person and a dark skinned person have a baby, people want to know what color that baby's going to be. When a, you know, a mixed race couple have a baby, people want to know what color that baby's going to be. When two white people, one with brown eyes and one with blue eyes have a baby, people want to know whose eyes will the baby get. When a ginger has a baby, people want to know, will the baby get the red hair and will the baby have freckles? People always have questions about DNA. And for me, I don't think it's racist. I think it's just because DNA is so fascinating. How many times have we seen the mixed couples with the children and you have one child that is white and you have another child that is black? But if you look at their faces, you see these little babies have literally, honestly, the same face just one's lighter than the other. I mean, we've seen mixed babies where you have a blonde-haired, blue-eyed child and a black child that, other than hair, no one would ever probably think was mixed. So I don't feel like if it was Charles, he should be labeled a racist because he asked that question. People ask that question. Is it rude? Probably. It's probably right up there with asking how did someone die, but it happens. And I don't think, you know, insensitive Okay. Um, but you know, Harry, you know, again, uh, um, talked about the unconscious bias that Megan pointed out that he has, but I don't think Megan realizes that she also has an unconscious bias. She has a thought process in her head and how she should be treated. Um, and, you know, they keep pointing out she's treated this way because she's black. She was going to be treated bad regardless because she's an American divorcee. Let's keep it all the way funky. Um, did her being black play any part in it? Of course it did. Of course it did. However, that does not mean that the royal family was racist towards her. And so in this next three episodes, if they don't tell me who did it, I'm not going to believe it. I'm going to stop believing that narrative because you didn't told us everything else. You may as well tell us. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, and again, you know, I do wish them well. Harry, more than anything, I, you know, Megan will forever be known as the person who brought down the royal family, but not in the way that she wants to be known. Um, but again, Harry is an example of how money is not everything. Um, but, you know, and then there's somebody who's going to tell me it's because he's always had money. And I can I can understand that as well. Um, so as we're going through uh, life and our conversations, um, you know, if every time a person makes a decision, you know, sometimes the decision comes down to it's just what's best for me. 
you know, uh, back to Dion, you know, um, I saw somewhere where he created the blueprint. And I don't think that should be the blueprint. I don't think coaches should use little black boys as the blueprint um, to or their stepping stone into um, a coaching job at a bigger school or, you know, as a road into the NFL. It's deeper than that. And my only hope for those kids at Jackson State is that when Dion was picking his coaches staff, his coaching staff, those coaches truly care about those kids and are willing to stick by them and help them and help them through this process because it's going to be hard. Um, you know, coaches and a lot of times become second fathers, sometimes the only father that some children know. So um, it's going to have to be hard. And, you know, for us, I feel like... Um, we should have some standard into how we want our children to be treated. And if we don't expect any more of ourselves, then we can't expect any more of anyone else. If Dion can be crass for the money, then then my question is, why are we mad at Brett Favre? Because it was also for the money. Um, he rated welfare coffers, and we are not the only people that um, use welfare. Everybody uses welfare. Um, so that's not a black problem. It's just a world problem. And he should he go to jail? Yeah. Will he go to jail? Probably not. Will the politicians who helped him do what he did go to jail? Probably not. Some of them uh, probably will get reelected if they have not already been. But again, two wrongs don't make a right. And... Um, you know, Dion, you you said let's do it for the culture. Um, so I just you know kind of want to know what happened to that, and if at the end of the day it was all about getting into a PWI, then you right you know then they're right. You have indeed created a blueprint, and um, you probably did more detriment to HBCUs than you realize because now, if that's the blueprint, now we're going to go back to our kids wanting to go to the PWIs because the money ain't at the HBCUs and now you're not going to have coaches that stick around. So it, for me, I just feel like it created another problem and is another example of how we are always okay with letting um, each other down. <sighs> Guys, I think this is probably the fourth time I've fifth, seventh, eighth, tenth time I've recorded this podcast, and I hope that somewhere somebody got something from it. Um, Sunday, I will be returning with my regularly regular schedule, um, simply because, you know, um, vacations are over, um, crunch time at work is kind of over um, for the next few months. So I'll be able to return to my Sunday um, shows and a little sip something Sunday. Um, I did not record that last Sunday, but I had a great sip something. It was um, a mimosa, just a regular old mimosa, but it came in a bottle. And when it said bottle of mimosa, I was thinking like um water bottle size maybe, but it ended up being 750 milliliters and I drunk every single drop. Um, it was divine. And I do think that New York City probably has some of the absolute best mimosas I've ever had in my life. And this one I had down in Harlem. Um, <clears throat> so that was my sip something Sunday. I'll be back to you this Sunday. Um, I do believe I will be um, 
again have an interview ready for you and I am hoping that you guys enjoy today's show and I look forward to talking to all of you guys on Sunday. Have a great day. This has been Rants and Reflections with your host Nika V. I'm out.